This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Kerry Lester, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ken Robertson, welcoming you back to. TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Always happy to welcome back our friend Allison Arngrim. Allison Arngrim, the award-winning actress known around the world as Nellie Olson, the number one bitch in TV history, according to Vanity Fair, in the bane of Laura Ingalls' existence for seven years on Little House on the Prairie. While some actors run away from the role that put them on the map, Allison Arngrim not only has embraced the notoriety that Nellie Olson has given her, but she turned it into a hugely popular one-woman show called Confessions of a Prairie Bitch that has entertained audiences all over the world for more than 20 years. Allison will bring Confessions of a Prairie Bitch to the landmark Sierra Madre Playhouse just outside Pasadena, California, for a limited engagement beginning Friday, January 19th. Tell you more of all about that in just a second. Allison Arngram, welcome back to our program. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year and Happy my birthday. I'm, I'm 62 this year, uh, January baby, and, you know, celebrating it with my show at the Sierra Madre. It's all bananas. It's crazy. It's all bananas. It's crazy. I've talked to you many times over the years, but I learned something about you for the very first time today. You, you have the one-woman show, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, and you have, you, you have your book, yep. uh, also called Confessions of of a prairie bitch somehow i always thought the show was the offspring of the book but it's the other way around it's the other way around i tend to that's me i do to do it all the other way around <laughs> is that yes most people they write a book and then they create a one woman show around the book to promote it i have been kind of working off and on on a book but never really sat down never said when are you going to write a book when are you going to write a book and i started you know i've been doing stand up for years so I did this show where it was all true stories and, and stories from my life and things really happened and question and answer, and it was incredible, and it was such a hit. I said, well, this is, this is the show. So Confessions of Prairie Bitch became the show, and I started doing that, and I met this marvelous director, Sue Hamilton, and we wound up mounting in, uh, in L.A. at the um, Renberg Theater and adding video. She's like, can there be video with this? Like, yes, there can. And it turned into this, just this thing, and it became a hit. So I'm doing it in New York one day, and a literary agent comes to see my show, and he says, is there a book to go with this show? I said, ah, uh, there could be. <laughs> and he said, 
already have a couple chapters? I, I do, I do. I'm working. Send me what you got. And I did. And he said, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a book. This is great. Can I set up meetings with, with publishers? Let's see what we can do here. And so we had, came up with four chapters, outline, what have you. And he got me meetings with publishers, and he wasn't fooling around. Next thing I know, I got to deal with HarperCollins. And so we wound up, wound up, said, time to write the book, and now you're on. So then I said, okay, now I have to finish the whole thing. I really have to finish this thing. Ah. <laughs> I said, I wrote the book. And then the, the insane period of editing where they're like, can these four chapters be one? What? Okay. <laughs> you, you wrote twice as much as we need for a book. You're supposed to write, you know, everyone I know gets a book deal. Like, oh, wow. They told me I have to write 70,000 words. I handed in 130,000 words. And they were like, could you stop? <laughs> like, no, we're not printing 130,000 words. It's not the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, so we, we cut it down. And, um, it's really, it came out, it is lovely the way it came out. So it, they said, okay, this is the book. I said, is Confessions of Prairie Bitch? I mean, it's what? They said, no, we don't want to cut that. That's the best title anybody's brought in all week. This is fabulous. So Confessions of Prairie Bitch, how he survived being Nellie Olson and learned to love being hated, which is so true. And <laughs> and you know that that thing wound up on the New York Times bestseller list. I just, I was fit to be tied. Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. The book is available wherever books are sold. If you haven't read it, uh, it's also available Amazon.com online retailers. Allison's one-woman show, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, will be coming to the historic Sierra Madre Playhouse, 87 West Sierra Madre Boulevard in Sierra Madre, California, just outside Pasadena. For six performances only beginning Friday, January 19th. Tickets and more information, Sierra madreplayhouse.org, Sierra madreplayhouse.org. You can follow Allison Facebook.com forward slash Allison.arngram as well as Twitter, or I guess I guess Twitter is now X. So uh, you can... I'm, I'm on Twitter, I'm on threads, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I have bonnetheads.com, the main web. I have I'm everywhere. I'm if you can't find me, I don't know what you get. Yeah. Now calendar year twenty twenty four is the is the one hundredth anniversary of the Sierra Madre Playhouse. It's also the 50th anniversary of Little House on television, which means Nellie is now a member of ARP. Right? Is that crazy? <laughs> and I love that we're having the 100th of the Sierra Madre and the 50th of Little House at the same time. 50 years. I was, I was being interviewed the other day, and someone said, you mean 15? I go, no, 50. They're like, you're not that old. I'm like, it's okay. Um, it's 50, five, uh, 50 years since Little House in the Prairie started on NBC, 1974. My, the, my episode, Country Girls, first aired September 1874, and my life has <laughs> never been the same. Um, it's totally crazy. If you had told any of us 50 years ago that this show would still be running all over the world, all over the world in reruns, 50 years later, and that people would still be talking about it and asking us questions. Never, never in a million years. Now, we've just launched a podcast. There's so much going on. There are so many Little House podcasts, mm -hmm. and many of them are quite marvelous. Um, but I think with all the marvelous podcasts people were doing, you know, about Little House in the Prairie, we kind of said, well, what, what are we doing? <laughs> we could do that. So Dean Butler... You know, our all manzo from Little House. Mm -hmm. And um, the marvelous Pamela Bob, this woman who, uh, she's great. She's, she was kind of a, a Little House super fan, but she, she actually created a web series called Living on a Prairie, which is hilarious. And it's about a woman who is so obsessed with Little House on the Prairie that, like, her life is in chaos. It's, I play her therapist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's 
that funny. Oh, it's really good. And she was really into the whole history of the thing and how the show came about and fascinated by it. And she's very clever. So we said, well, what if we did a show where her, sort of the voice of the audience, voice of the fan, would help us interview people, but it would be Dean and me, be actually the cast, us doing... Yes, we will do our own podcast that is us. So we got together. We've now just got a few episodes in the can. We've just launched it recently here, and we now have me and Dean Butler and Pamela Bob on uh, sort of UBN Go, which is the same place I do my show, The Allison Arngram Show. Mm -hmm. and, but it's on everything. It's on your Stitcher and your Apple and all your podcast places. And they're calling it 50 for 50. It's the Little House podcast, 50 for 50, to celebrate the anniversary. And... Um, we're interviewing everyone. We're going to interview the cast, and we're also interviewing all these behind-the-scenes people. We've been interviewing people about the books and what the books have meant to people. So it's a fascinating history when you get into the whole thing of Laura Ingalls, the real Laura, and her writing the books and the books becoming a show. It's kind of amazing how it all went down, and we're, like, exploring that. But it was funny because, like I said, everyone's got a fabulous Little House in the Prairie theme podcast except the cast. So we said, okay, revenge. We're doing our own. <laughs> Well, no. Well, look. This is this is one of the reasons why I uh, I like talking to you, uh, a a Allison. Is that you are smart, and and you're one of the first actors uh, that certainly one of the first actors I know of that when things screeched to a halt during the pandemic, you didn't waste your time. You started creating your own content, and yeah. and and keeping yourself out there. So it makes it makes perfect sense. That, you know, obviously there's an audience for Little House Podcast. Why not do one of your own? And that's what you did. And it's called 50 for 50? 50 for 50, yeah, the, the, the Little House like, anniversary podcast. And, you know, we talk about all the stuff that's coming up because in March... The 50-year anniversary, there's multiple events, but one of them, of course, is in Simi Valley in March where we film the show, mm -hmm. and that's going to be epic. So, you know, we talk about that, and that's all part of it. But yet, when the pandemic hit, so... I was booked. I don't know how many events I had all, all year that year. I was, I was going all over the country, like I do now, with Prairie events and my stand-up show. And, of course, everything was canceled. You couldn't go anywhere. Nobody wanted to go anywhere, and it was not safe. And so I said, oh, this is terrible. What am I going to do? Now, my husband got declared because um, he was working in uh, construction. So I was like, oh, you're essential. You're essential. You can go to work here. So he had a pass. But... I was home. I said, what am I going to do? My husband said, you'll think of something. You always think of something. And I said, oh, you're a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> do you not understand how bad this is? I'm sitting in the middle of the floor. Going, what am I going to do? Gonna go. And well, I now this is how this starts. Everyone goes, how in the world did you think to read the Little House on the Prairie books from beginning to end live on Facebook every single day? And did you know that this is exactly what people desperately needed and they were going to go crazy? No, I did not. What I did, was, there was no focus group. There was no meeting with a manager or an agent saying, this is what we need. Literally what happened was, as I said, I was going to lose my mind like everyone else. And I said, hmm, I was in an acting workshop once where they said, people need to read aloud more. It's good for your diction. It's good for your thinking. It's good for learning to cold read at auditions. You should learn to read aloud more. It's especially young actors. If you're not doing this, grab a magazine, grab a book, read to the cat. doesn't matter who's around. Just read out loud in your living room. Read a story. It's great for you. I went, that, that sounds right. That sounds like a real good, you know, neural pathways and all that stuff they talk about. I thought, I should do that. That'll be fun. I'll start reading out loud. That'll keep me from completely flipping out here. And then I thought, oh, I know. I'll go back and reread the Little House books. 
I can, I hadn't read them in years. I've read them many times, this mm-hmm. point, but I hadn't read them in a while. I'll read them in order this time and see how the characters develop and how it's different from the show. It'll be fascinating. I'll do a whole study. I'll read the books again. So I go to get the books, and I'm like, I'm looking at Facebook. I'm seeing all my friends on Facebook, and everyone is stuck at home. All of my actor friends, all of my comedian friends, and everyone's just miserable. And people are on Facebook, and everyone's like, my my friends are sick, they're sick, their relatives are sick. Everything's terrible. And people are home, and they're bored out of their minds. And I went, well, wait a minute. Why don't I just go on Facebook Live? Since I'm stuck at home, I'm going to read these books anyway. My friends are all, and my fan base, they're all bored out of their tree. I should just go on Facebook and say, hey, guys, you want to hear me read the books? So I fire up the thing. I'd never, I had done Facebook Live once, mm-hmm. once, because Wendy, who played Baby Grace on the show, showed me how. And, and <laughs> Baby, Grace, Baby Grace had to teach Ellie else how to do a Facebook Live. The young people had to show me. So I'm like, I could do that. So I fire up the phone and the thing, and I go, hey, <laughs> I'm going to read these here books. Um, luckily, Laura wrote a lot of them, so I can keep this up indefinitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura wrote a lot of books. Um, we're going to start, you know, book one, page one, uh, Little House in the Big Woods. And I put on a bonnet. I put on a bonnet and started reading. And I thought, well, this is very nice. I had it like low light. It was by the fireplace. It was very comforting. And people started tuning in. And people were like, oh, this is great. Are you going to do this tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And I kept going well within a couple of weeks people are tuning in in droves going are you kidding this is the best thing on the internet <laughs> and yeah, sir ian McKe- ian um no, patrick stewart patrick stewart all the good british actors were online anthony hopkins was online but patrick stewart the star trek was doing a song of the day uh-huh. doing shakespeare every day he was great i thought well that's pretty good i guess you know i, I can't do that every day. i can do this so I started reading the books. Well, I read all nine of Laura's books. Then I read books by her daughter, Rose. Then I read books about Laura Ingalls Wilder. I read books inspired by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Then I read some Anna Green Gables, and I read The Wizard of Oz. And then I went back and reread the Little House books, all nine of them, again, because this went on for two years. And people kept coming back. So you tapped into an audience. I have, I have another marketing idea for you, and then we'll get back oh, to... Oh, I'll, con- I'll take it. Um, <laughs> You, you know, it's like I'm thinking aloud. You mentioned uh, 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 Patrick Stewart was reading sonnets. Yeah, it was great. You, you should start reading sonnets and wearing a bonnet. So you can do sonnets with the do bonnet. Do a combo, Shakespearean prairie, prairie Shakespeare on the prairie. That's right. And start reading works of William Shakespeare, but while in the bonnet. Absolutely, absolutely. Think about it. I think you can make it happen. In the meantime. Uh, no, I may do that because I was looking for another thing. <laughs> I reading again. I said, I don't know. I read them books twice. I don't read that. Maybe, maybe it's time because while we were locked down, I took an online Shakespeare class. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I there, think we're in the ballpark. Okay. Here we very <laughs> good. Very good. Very very good. Uh, in the meantime, if you're in the uh, L.A. area, if you're if you're coming to Pasadena. Uh, the latter part of January, Allison will be bringing her world-renowned one-woman show, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, to the historic Sierra Madre Playhouse, 87 West Sierra Madre Boulevard in Sierra Madre, California. Six performances only beginning Friday, January 19th. Tickets, more information, SierraMadrePlayhouse.org, SierraMadrePlayhouse.org. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. The FBI Dossier, a guide to the classic TV series produced by Quinn Martin and starring Ephraim Zemlis Jr. 
the FBI dossier, now available at blackpawnpress.com, amazon.com, and edrobertson.com. We're joking. It's hard to believe 50 years after, you know, you started uh, filming Little House for the very first time, we'd not only still be talking about it, but the show would still be on. It's available, all sorts of platforms. People still discover it every day. The amazing, and, but when you when you think about it, Allison, it's not it's it, it's easy to see why Little House was one of those shows that had something for everyone. Well, it did, it did because you know Laura's books cross generations too. I mean, there was designed as children's books, but a lot of people who were into history liked them because they were historical fiction. Mm-hmm. But it still was a really in-depth description of what day-to-day life was like in the 1800s. So they were totally fascinated into that market. And then a little girl growing up under horrendous circumstances. I mean, when you read The Long Winter and some of these books, the Ingalls, it's bad. They almost starve to death. They almost freeze to death. Laura had a very, very hard life as a child. So they're fascinating. I mean, they were released during the Great Depression. And so people said, wow, I mean, these people in the 1800s have it even worse. And then there was a revival in the 50s, and then, of course, the show in the 70s when we had the recession. So, of course, it all tapped into that. So people have been turning to these stories for comfort for years. And, of course, Little House, it blew up even bigger in the pandemic. People were, were watching it more, buying the DVDs, more downloading. I, I understand several countries around the world started rerunning it that hadn't rerun it before just during the 2020 to 2022 period. So it, it has that weird kind of thing. It's a very emotional show that people get attached to it. But the books crossed over, and then the show really did, because obviously you had the kids watching it for Laura's adventures with Nellie and all of that. But then you had teenage girls watching it, because there was always some good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. And we knew when the show was on, one of our biggest audiences at the time were women 40-plus, as they said, mm-hmm. because they were tuning in to see Michael Landon. <laughs> he had been the hot, cute, young guy on Bonanza, and yeah. all the women who'd grown up with Bonanza and grown up reading the books. Suddenly it was like a perfect storm. Here's Little House, and oh, Pa is gorgeous. Pa is Michael Landon. And, you know, did you notice that shirt never seems to stay on? No. Men <laughs> <laughs> in the 1800s barely got undressed in front of their wives yeah. in real life. Everybody was, and besides, it was cold in Minnesota. Yeah. But oh, no, oh, no, Little House by Michael Landon. Did you notice he only ever broke his ribs? <laughs> Never broke a leg, never broke an arm, didn't matter where the buggy hit him. They, that guy only broke his ribs, and then out would come the ace bandage to push his pecs up. And it was just like, how long can I leave my shirt off? And, it's and, it was, and, and, and the tight pants. Nobody wore their pants that tight. It's, it's, it's 74, I swear to you, they did not. But he did. And women tuned in in droves. They were glued to the screen. So you had this group of grown-up women going, wow. He is really good looking, isn't he? Oh, hey, kids, want to watch Little House in the Prairie? And the mo- people were tuning in. And then they threw in Merlin Olsen. They went, you know, we're not getting enough men to watch this. They're mm-hmm. tuning out for football. So let's go get Merlin Olsen from the Rams, from the Fearsome Foursome, who's been a football announcer, a major football star. And we'll just have him come in and play Mr. Garvey. And he's good looking, too. The mm-hmm. women will like him. And he'll have a family. And the kids will love them. And... Then we'll also, the guys will go, wow, hey, it's Merlin Olsen. Oh, he can look, he can act, what fun. And we'll have him on the show. (laughs) They covered all their bases. And we did, we got everybody. I go all over the world, all over the world. 
And people come up to me and say, I watched the show. I watched the show growing up. I'm still watching the show. Crying over episodes. All ages, all over the world. It's incredible. Uh, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, uh, starring Allison Arngrum, coming to the Sierra Madre Playhouse Friday. Uh, six performances, Friday, January 19th through Sunday, uh, January 28th. Tickets for more information, sierramadreplayhouse.org, sierramadreplayhouse.org. Allison will stay with us for another segment. We hope you'll stay with us as we continue our conversation with Allison Arngrum here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.